As AI continues to revolutionize our world, there's a critical conversation we can't ignore. AI safety and security. And that's where HackerOne's AI red teaming comes into play, rigorously testing AI models to prevent them from being misled or exploited. HackerOne employs over 2 million ethical hackers, and 750 of them specialize in prompt hacking and other AI security and testing. So HackerOne isn't just theorizing, they're actively safeguarding AI's future. Just recently, a team unearthed over 100 vulnerabilities in just two weeks. So whether you're at the helm of a startup or steering product innovation at a large company, it's time to prioritize AI security. Visit HackerOne.com slash AI for more. Again, HackerOne.com slash AI. This episode is sponsored by Porkbun.com. Porkbun is a refreshingly different domain name registrar that's different from the other ones like GoDaddy or Namecheap. They've got low prices on hundreds of different domain extensions. They've got everything from .com domains to really cool ones like .pro, .dev, .xyz. Every domain name at Porkbun comes with tons of freebies too, like SSL certificate, who is privacy, DNS, URL forwarding, and hosting trials. Because why pay for things that should be free, right? All these incredible features and tools are backed by incredible support, 365 days a year, and more five-star reviews on Trustpilot from real customers than anyone else. Look, you can get a dollar off your next domain name from Porkbun and see why they're the best domain name register around by using our code. Just go to porkbun.com forward slash rocketchipfm24. That's porkbun, P-O-R-K-B-U-N dot com forward slash rocketchipfm24. You'll save a dollar on your next domain. This episode is brought to you by Gigantic. At Gigantic, you can level up your product skills through live small group cohort-based trainings. We're incredibly excited to welcome you to our next cohort of our product strategy training kicking off in January of 2024. This course will take you through the frameworks that product leaders use at companies like eBay, DoorDash, Groupon, Rent the Runway in order to scale their teams. It's taught by Ben Foster, a friend of this podcast, who is the former chief product officer at Whoop. So come join us. Go to gigantic.is. That's gigantic.is. And save your seat for our January cohort. Your potential is gigantic, and we're here to help you reach it. Go to gigantic.is to reserve your seat today. So, Mike. You have been pretty busy lately, haven't you? Well, yes, I definitely have been. It's a busy time of year for me, that's for sure. But isn't this like spring break season? Shouldn't be planning some socially distant getaway for family or something? Yeah, well, that's definitely not happening right now. (laughs) Yeah, same here. (laughs) There's just too much going on. Yeah, definitely too much going on because this time of year, this is busy season for us at Product Collective. Usually, we'd be gearing up to head out to Dublin, Ireland for the European edition of industry the product conference our conference for product people but this year of course it's a little different no flights to ireland right industry is happening but industry's all virtual this time but it's coming right up it's april 20th to the 21st and the good news is instead of needing to get a travel budget approved for flights a hotel 
deal with the whole travel thing, um, we're actually coming right to everybody's home office. So for two days, we'll have keynotes with product leaders like Marty Kagan and Raul Vora of Superhuman and even uh, somebody else. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I'll be speaking there as well and putting on a half day workshop too. It should be a lot of fun for sure. Yeah, and and that's the thing. So we 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 do have eighteen different product leaders, um, more than a thousand product people joining us. People have a chance to meet other product people through video networking, take part in interactive discussions. We even have True TV's Michael Carbonaro of the Hidden Camera Magic Show, The Carbonaro Effect. He'll be with us putting on a virtual magic show. Um, so we're going to learn, but we are going to have a lot of fun too. And there's still time to grab a pass, right? For sure. Yeah. If you want to join us for Industry Virtual, you could go to industryconference.com slash virtual. Uh, and grab a pass. Um, tickets are less than $200 is where they start. But for Rocketship listeners, you can actually save an extra 40 bucks by using the code Rocketship. So again, just go to industryconference.com slash virtual and use the code Rocketship and you could save 40 bucks off your pass. Well, I hope to see some of you listeners there. It'd be a great time for sure and some great product lessons. So, but Mike, we have something special today for Rocketship listeners, whether they come to industry or not, don't we? We definitely do. So another reason that both of us have been busy lately is that despite being in the middle of our current season on Workplace Confessionals, we've actually put together a special mini season for you and we're dropping the entire mini season right now. A season within a season. In a way, yeah. I mean, similar to our current season on Workplace Confessionals where we have listeners submit confessions to us, we've enlisted our listeners once again. Some of you may remember us reaching out and asking you to submit product challenges that you're currently facing. And many of you did just that. We've got some pretty tough challenges, actually. Yeah, and we've got someone to help. A special guest, someone that the product world knows very well. He's going to go through these challenges. He's here to help. And it's all going to start right now. Welcome to Rocketship.fm. Rocketship FM is produced in partnership with Product Collective. We're your hosts, Michael Saka and Mike Belsito. So, Mike, we have some great challenges that have been submitted by the Rocketship.fm listeners, and you've recruited someone to take on these challenges, so to speak. Is that right? That's absolutely true. And, well, I'll let him introduce himself right now. My name is Ken Norton. I've worked in software and tech for 28 years. Uh, the first eight years or so, I was an engineer, and for the last 20, I've been a product manager and product leader in various different companies. Most recently, I was at Google, uh, where I worked for 14 years as both a product leader and in Google's venture capital arm, uh, which is called GV, where I had an opportunity to work with a lot of the portfolio companies that GV invests in. Uh, now, I'm a full-time coach to product managers and product leaders. Uh, I work one-on-one -on -one with individual folks, and I also work with groups of PMs at companies. Ken Norton, people probably know him through his popular blog and website, Bring the Donuts. I learned a ton from Ken's essays. And then later on when we launched Industry, he was definitely one of the people that was on my wish list to keynote uh, Industry at some point. And, and he did that in 2016. And now, well, he's somebody I could turn to when I have rocket ship listeners facing tough product challenges. With Ken being a product coach, now that's actually his job, right? To listen to challenges from those that he coaches and to work through those issues with them. So for those of you who have been listening each week to this new 
new season of Rocket Ship, you're going to notice a pretty similar format here. Yeah, so for those who wrote in with their challenges, uh, most prefer to stay somewhat anonymous, uh, being comfortable only with their first name and very basic information about them being shared. So instead of me just reading through the challenges quickly uh, here on each episode, we've actually hired voice actors to portray each challenge, just like we've been doing in season 10. We should jump right into the first challenge, shouldn't we? I think we should. All right, then. Let's do it. The first challenge, it comes from David, a senior product manager at a SaaS company. The chief product officer that was hired by our board two years ago really should have never been hired. He had no prior experience running a product organization. And in the time he's been our CPO, he's cared only for output, has been checking boxes on features that our competitors already have instead of looking to create customer value and ultimately is driving the cross-functional product team out of the company by micromanaging and belittling everyone that reports to him when they disagree. How can I possibly navigate this? The product I'm building was my idea before he came on board, and I want to see it through to success. But is that even possible? A micromanaging, belittling chief product officer brought in by the board who's never even run a product organization before. I wonder if Ken would like this guy. Nah, I don't think so. But <laughs> let's see what Ken has to say. Oh boy, uh, he sounds like a complete jerk. Uh, David, I'm, I'm sorry you're dealing with this. Part of my job as a coach is to understand the real challenge by asking lots of questions. So I wish I could ask David some questions. And, and one of the ones I would want to know is the circumstances that led to this person being hired in the first place, uh, particularly by the, by the board, and what problem they thought they were trying to solve by hiring this person, and, and why David wasn't involved apparently or had no say in the matter that to me is a an interesting signal that there's a pretty big mismatch between what the board thinks the cpo's job is what the cpo thinks his job is and what david thinks the cpo's job is um it's the other part of it too that i i find interesting is you know david is clearly the originator of this idea and so i think he has a sense of ownership of this product you know he's in many ways the the founder of it uh, and he has a commitment that makes it hard to just want to walk away and, and just leave things where they are. Uh, and I think that's a sign of a, of a good product leader is someone who feels a sense of ownership for their product and, and, and feels a, a sense of commitment to their team and want to see the product to see the light of day. Um, and maybe that's part of the solution here is, you know, David's the, the founder. Uh, he's the founder of this, this, this product, this company. And you know, maybe he, he, he should act a little bit like a founder. And I think that involves a, conversation with the CPO that's that's probably a little bit difficult making his dissatisfaction known my sense is that david has a little bit of gravitas in the organization given that he was the originator of this idea and so my hope is that his voice would would carry maybe a little bit more weight than others and he's speaking on behalf of an entire team and my hope is that 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 may be received more differently than if it was just somebody who is an individual contributor on that team but I, I think there needs to be a conversation where, you know, we lay out and tease out the differences between what the CPO thinks they were hired to do and, and what you need them to do. And I think that would be pretty illuminating. I think it's a difficult conversation, but I, I think it has to start there. Um, and I, I would also encourage David to just know where him, his limits lie. He definitely feels a sense of ownership over this feature. He's the founder of it. He wants it to succeed. But you also need to be happy and fulfilled at work. You feel like you could be successful. 
So I would encourage him to figure out, you know, where those limits are and, you know, to, to understand when they've been crossed and, and when it's time to, to give up the fight. And if I give up the fight, it probably means leaving the company and, and finding an environment that's more welcoming where, where David feels like he can be more successful. Um, I have to say, I'm not terribly hopeful here. <laughs> There's situations where, you know, boards don't share product teams' opinion of what it means to be an empowered product organization. Um, very, very difficult to reconcile that unless you, you know, are, an, are a board member or a CEO. Uh, but I would certainly give it a try. Uh, I would I would push hard to, to see if there's an opportunity to, to reach some kind of understanding with the CPO around what we, is expected from them and, and what it means to be an empowered product leader and, and why that's difficult in this kind of environment. Um, but otherwise, I'd, I'd be duff, dusting off my resume as I'm going, I think. This is tough for sure. David, I'm sure you don't necessarily want to hear that you should be dusting off your resume. But this is a tough reality. It may be something that David just needs to do at this point. Yeah, it certainly may. Uh, but it seems like doing nothing is not an option. You either have to work to try to resolve the situation or, yeah, uh, you're going to have to dust off that resume. But if you do want the situation to change, David, it seems like you're going to have a tough conversation. I ask Ken if anything good can come of that. Yeah, there's there's definitely positive outcomes here. And many times it is, as you said, because the conversation itself provided value because they had just never had that conversation around, look, this is why you're making my job hard. This is what I need from you. This is what I think my job is. This is why it's difficult. There are definitely occasions where one of the parties just says, I had no idea. I'm sorry. I, I will, I will, I will, I'll get better. Uh, that's a case where, Oftentimes, it's just a lack of awareness or a CPO that just doesn't have the time and energy to understand exactly what's going on with the individual product team, and, and it just is, is just a lack of awareness. This case may be deeper than that. It may be more about personalities, where if, if this guy's just a, a jerk. Like This is just the way he, he, he leads organizations. It doesn't seem like it's the kind of thing where you can say, stop leading like a jerk and, 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 and have that person change their personality. It's, it's, it's very difficult to do that. Uh, but my sense is I th that I think the board hired him to do something, and and I don't know what that is, but but he thinks he's doing it, and and I think that may be the deeper, more systemic problem here is just a fundamental lack of agreement around what it means to build product and and, and what the role is all about, and and who gets to have ownership of that process. Uh, CPO certainly thinks it's him, and you know David certainly wants it to be him in his in his particular product and and that's just not happening um part of what's i think helpful about about coaching what i do is you can you can role play some of these conversations you know difficult conversations are hard because they're people are difficult and people are hard and sometimes just trying it out and, and just role playing it saying here's how i'm gonna say it or you know what ha what happens if he says this or you know what happens if he hangs up on me like just getting yourself some sense of comfort that you can you can handle the conversation, and and I think what David wants to do here is is, is stand up for himself, for his product, and for his team. And so I think what you said, Mike, like doing nothing clearly is not the answer here. And and I and I think David knows that, which is why is why he submitted this question because he realizes the status quo is not going to be successful for him or his product. So something needs to change here. We'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. 
Something does need to change for sure, but I don't know. This one, it's just tough. When you have leadership that doesn't value product, and and I say that because they are bringing in a CPO with no product experience, it just seems wild. And it doesn't seem like there's a lot of hope, at least, I don't know, That's I, I worry for that. Yeah, well, you're not the only one who worries for that. I worry about that as well. I, I don't think we're there yet, so my advice isn't quit because I don't know what this mismatch is but when you have these types of situations i mean particularly the board like why is the board hiring a chief product officer and 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 not involving one of the key product managers at the company like i just i don't understand that and if the board thinks the product role is build what we tell you to build and we need someone who's who's going to come in and and tell the pms to build what we tell them to build then then they might have hired the right cpo um, but that to me is not how you build winning products. And I think for, for David, that's not how you build winning products. And so, you know, again, the, the, the situation, if it really is a, a personality difference and, and just a leadership style, a, a misunderstanding of what David and his team need, then, then that is the type of thing that can be reconciled. But if it really fundamentally is this company has a very different opinion at the top of what the product role is and how you build winning products than David, then it is something that's going to be very, very difficult to change unless you are the CEO of the company or you're on the board. Okay, well, that's a tough challenge for sure. David, we feel you. And, you know, we're here for you. Yeah, we know that Ken's advice here, it's not all rainbows and unicorns, but for you to resolve the situation, it is going to require some tough conversations and a lot of work. But it is possible that things could get better. We'll be ending each of these challenges with one final takeaway from Ken and David. Here are Ken's final thoughts. Yeah, I think the takeaway is make a go of it. Be prepared to have some difficult conversations. Be prepared to use the the weight of your role as the leader of this team and, and effectively the founder of this, this product or this feature uh, and, and make a go of it. But maybe on the side, I'd also be dusting off my resume. Well, David, if you do decide to dust off that resume, Ken Norton's Bring the Donuts newsletter at bringthedonuts.com always has some top product jobs listed on it. We at Product Collective, we have a job board too. Go to productcollective.com and check it out. The hiring channel in our Slack is always active. There are other options for you. But we hope that it doesn't have to come to that. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, this was a tough challenge to start the special mini series off with. But we do have four more challenges coming up in the next four episodes. And who knows, if you submitted a challenge to us, maybe we'll be getting to yours. You'll just have to find out in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to Rocketship.fm. It is your support that keeps the show going. If you can, take a second and leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. It helps out the show so much. We're also part of the Podglomerate Network, and if you'd like to listen to more great shows from the Podglomerate, go to thepodglomerate.com to see the full show listings. Rocketship.fm is produced in partnership with Product Collective, a community for product people. Go to productcollective.com and get access to our weekly newsletter, live video interviews, Slack community, product job board, and a whole lot more. Again, just go to productcollective.com.